Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday, presented by Studio B, where we feature independent and emerging artists and their songs. This week, we're featuring Brie Taylor. She's an award-nominated country singer-songwriter out of Ontario. My name is Sarah Scott, and I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. First of all, thank you so much for being a part of One to Watch Wednesday. Really appreciate it. We're excited to have you here. Now, I know a lot about you. We're friends. We talk a lot, but it's your first time on One to Watch Wednesday, and I love the artists to talk about themselves about themselves. So let's hear more about Brie Taylor. Wow. There's a lot we can say about that. Thank you so much for having me though. This is awesome. I love like, I know we've we've bonded so much over the internet and (laughs) getting to know each other, but um, I know for everyone who doesn't know me, I am a country pop singer songwriter. I'm in the Toronto area in Ontario, Canada. I love music. It's been my, my joy and pride since I was little. I was born to music in the delivery room. I feel like this was literally something I was born to do, especially when you hear stories like that from your parents growing up, you're like, yeah, this was meant for me. I don't know. I do so many different things. I I have so many interests, but I love every facet of this industry and music just keeps me going and is my passion and drive. You know, I love connecting with fans and putting music out there that people love and connect with. And that's what keeps me really going. Oh man, that's really exciting. And your debut EP Unbreakable was released in 2018. It was a pop EP. Tell us a bit about that. How did it get started there? See, this is the big story because I've always had had this love of country music and I've always been a storyteller and a singer songwriter but when it came time to like pick a genre I got caught up with a producer in LA who was amazing and I loved working with him and I loved the stuff that we created but he was more kind of in that realm where he's like you got to pick one or the other you can't be both you can't be pop country he's like unless you're Taylor Swift you can't get away with it and maybe at the time it was still a little newer like 2015 14 kind of when I started working with him before we released all the music but more and more the the country genre started incorporating and accepting more different kind of elements to the music and that pop country sound grew from you know not just Shania Twain and the Taylor Swift sound more artists were going out there and doing it and so I started to feel like well you know I love the pop music that I'm doing let's just put the EP out but even before that EP came out I already knew my heart was rooted in country and so really that's been where I've wanted to be and this is where I've been working towards for this whole time but I kind of took a little detour there with the pop stuff. I still love the music. I still like fans love the music. I still do some of them at my my live shows. People request them. So it's great. Like it is authentic. So it's the stories and the music is all me, but just the kind of obviously the production elements and and musical sounds are a little more pop driven in those previous songs on the EP. And then we've just kind of taken more of a country forefront and switched me over to where I feel I really belong. So it's been a journey. For sure. But I mean, like your career and your brand and your music is built on authenticity and honesty and resilience. And you're just so creative and you have no limitations, which is awesome. So when you're in the writing room or when you're in the studio, how does it all flow? Honestly, the coolest experience, especially when I get to do co-writes, because even recently, the music that I'm I'm working on, and like I have a new single that's going to be out in a, a couple months, that one came together so beautifully. Burning Bridges, I wrote the same song, my single Burning Bridges with these same co-writers. And it was so incredible because I, I have a vision and it's really great when you can be with people who can make that come to life and understand it. So, and they're both such talented 
people. And it was amazing that I would tell him stories and tell him what I wanted to say, or I'd say it a certain way. He'd tweak it, make it a little better or to the next level. And we, they could just bring my stories and experiences to life and help me say what I want to say in a stronger way. Sometimes, you know, that, they, that's what I love about co-writing is that the other people in the room can bring different elements to the song that you normally, you know, they look at it at a different angle. And it's really cool doing those collaborative experiences. I just love the creative process. Every step of the, the, the process is amazing. I love the writing. I love the production. I love the music video stuff and, you know, the interviewing, like everything. It's just, it gives me life. Well, it also is part of that life is you're singing and you have such a beautiful voice. And we're going to hear one of your songs here in a second. But first, we got to talk about the fact that you have been trained by some legendary vocal coaches like Bob Garrett and Lorraine Lawson, who is the vocal coach for CTV's The Launch. That is insane and so cool. What was it like working with them? Well, Bob is incredible. Lorraine is incredible. They're both such amazing people. And I felt so blessed to work with both of them. Lorraine is great. She does a lot of really amazing stage coaching and performance type work that I really love and really helping you work on your range. And then Bob's just like, he's literally the legendary Bob Garrett, who's worked on Broadway. He's worked with some of the top celebrities in the LA area. Like he's worked with Channing Tatum, Elle Fanning, Katy Perry, like huge people. And I'm just like, oh my God, I idolize you. And he's the sweetest man you'll ever meet. Just such a kind soul. And he's great because when I'm in LA, I've gotten to work with him. And then I do get to do Zoom lessons with him as well. So that's been awesome. It's just great to be able to work with like-minded people who can really push you and and you your talents to that next level. And both of them have been amazing for that. Oh man, that sounds amazing. And they did such an amazing job because your voice is so great. And we're going to hear it right now. And by right now, I mean in a couple of seconds because we're going to play Burning Bridges. But before we play it, let's hear about it. Tell us more about what Burning Bridges means to you. So Burning Bridges was a song that I really had a vision for going into our writing session. I knew exactly that I wanted it to be an anthemic feel that people could chant and sing along to and feel like was, you know, speaking to them in their soul. And I wanted it to be really positive, upbeat. I wanted it to be high energy and fun, something that people could dance or jump up and down to. And then lyrically, I really wanted the messaging to be positive. So I wanted to take the concept of karma. Karma can be very cliche. So we tried to find different ways to kind of play with that concept. And I was like, well, Burning Bridges sounds cool. And I was really vibing that. And I'm like, well, why can't we make it into a positive version of Burning Bridges? Like, let's burn the bridges of the past and make a more positive future. Like, love is love. Everybody deserves equality in this world. And I'm a big advocate for the LGBTQ community. So like, that was a huge part and element that I wanted incorporated into it. So yeah, I just wanted a really positive song that made people feel good. And I hope that that's what people feel when they listen to it. Well, this song went number one on the Canadian indie charts in October of 2020 and number 17 on the top 50 indie charts in 2020 for all of Canada. This is Burning Bridges by our guest Bree Taylor.
Taylor with her song Burning Bridges on One to Watch Wednesday. Now, you were nominated in 2019 for Best New Artist for the Mississauga Music Awards. Now, that is just amazing. Congratulations. I know it was a couple of years ago at this point, but how did that feel for you? That was a huge surprise because I did not expect that. And it was more that I just feel like I've connected with the Mississauga community, which is the arts community in Mississauga, super supportive of up and coming artists and facilitating, you know, any help that they can to really get the arts more out there in the community and and just get the city, you know, supporting us artists, which was awesome. And it was just an honor to get the nomination because I was definitely not expecting it. And, you know, I, I feel amazing that they they felt that I was worthy and deserving of that, especially, you know, that was early in my my switch to country music. Um, but they were obviously, I think, taking into consideration that I had just recently kind of gotten connected with the community in Mississauga from moving here. Um, and also, I we, actually in 2020, the music video for Drive was nominated as well for music video of the year. It didn't win, but it was like a very tough, tough, steep competition. There was amazing music videos in that category, but that too was also a shock and an honor. Um, and that, but that music video, I mean, was all my director, Alex, he did such a great job, but um, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like, you know, you put hard work out there and you work hard on what you do and you, you hope that people feel those ways about your music. And it's great that they have these kinds of awards and things to, to acknowledge and recognize that. And it's just nice to be acknowledged. 
Now, what is something you've learned about yourself as an independent artist that surprised you that you're really, really good at that you didn't know you'd be really, really good at? I think my acting abilities in music videos have surprised me because initially I've always had an interest in like the acting world since I was a little girl, but I've grew up so insecure. And even when it came to like stage performances and singing in front of a crowd, I was very shy and introverted because of all the bullying I endured growing up thinking and feeling like I was never good enough. So I feel like I held back a lot. And then when I had to do my first music video, the feedback I got from even just the directors was like, you're such a natural on camera. I actually had an agent through a friend of mine that wanted to represent me for acting from just seeing the music video. So I haven't really fully pursued the acting thing, although I would love to because, but it's like, you really got to give it time and attention and music's my number one. So I haven't focused a hundred percent on that, but that's probably something that surprised me that I didn't know I would be good at for sure. Now, Brie, we have so much to talk about because you do so much. You have a lot of interests and a lot of passions. And the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that you have your own podcast. Yeah, I call I have my own podcast called Unapologetically Brie, which is very much like a lifestyle podcast. We discuss so many different topics from like dating, relationships, positive living, you know, life advice. And I have guests that are also musical friends of mine that come on and talk about their journey. And I always love everything that I release on there to be like a positive spin. And I always talk about finding the silver lining in negative situations so that you can really focus on the positive and let that grow. And I'm really all about spirituality. And that side of me has been really kind of growing more and more. And I love giving back to other people and helping them to heal and grow and to better themselves. That's been really great. And I love that I have that as an outlet for me to connect with people too. We talk about spirituality sometimes. People think we're a little bit hippy dippy, just a little bit, <laughs> but really it's not like that. Now you have the world's cutest dog. Aria. Oh my goodness. We have to talk about how you got Aria and tell us a bit about her. She has quite the personality. She definitely for a small dog has a huge personality, which is like just the most adorable thing. It makes you love her more because it, I know grown men who like are just obsessed with this little dog. And you know, there's always a stereotypes about small dogs and chihuahuas specifically, but she's not your typical chihuahua at all. Don't even think of stereotypes when you think of my dog. She's the <laughs> The least yappy dog you've ever found. She's so sweet, but she's also funny because she loves people, but she hates other animals. She'll tolerate them, but she has no interest in socializing with even her own kind of like other chihuahuas. But I got her when I was 17 and she kind of saved my life. And then I was in probably the lowest point I'd ever been in with my depression and my anxiety. I was bullied really bad in school and I was kind of put in the middle of my parents' divorces and childhood and all that drama. So I was in a really low point and I just felt like I wanted wanted something for me. And I remember looking on Kijiji for dogs and I really researched the breed and what kind of dog I was going to get. And I just felt like she was a good fit. And when I saw her picture, I was sold. She was a week old and I fell in love with her. And then I went to visit her every week until she was eight weeks old. And then I brought her home, which is why I think we have a really gross bond in that like we're <laughs> obsessed with each other. <laughs> <laughs> like literally she like will look at me and we can communicate with just a look. It's hilarious. That is the cutest thing ever. So I want to talk about the day in the life of you. So when you're not doing music, when you're not in the studio, when it's just a typical Monday, what are you up to? Well, I mean, I have a planner sticker shop on Etsy. I'm a very organized person. My planner is literally right here in front of me. <laughs> and I have my to-do list every day, I'm placing orders and shipping them out. Love plants. I've been really, I don't know 
why I have a green thumb. I don't, I, I used to kill plants, but for some reason my apartment loves my aloe and they grow like crazy. So I get, I'm like, I talk to my plants. I'm weird. They grow like crazy. So I end up selling them off because they go like, I, I can't keep them all. I like to clean. I'm really weird that I'm like, I, I love cleaning and organizing. It's a, an obsession. Like I don't get it, but it's thrilling to me. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, obviously the cliche, you know, I love to watch Netflix and relax. I used to be a huge gamer nerd and I do miss that. But then because I'm constantly hustling and like working on stuff in my spare time behind the scenes that I I do kind of lack that. But recently my boyfriend and I started playing Mario Kart and I was like, yes, this is like reviving the nerd in me. Um, my favorite games though have been like Bioshock like I like first person shooters normally but they have to have like a fun storyline and I love those dystopian kind of society type vibes who is on repeat on your playlists who are you listening to the most right now I've recently been going to some a lot like throwback stuff from early 2000s. So like all the old school stuff, but more current artists is I've really been like loving Madeline Merlot, our Canadian girl. So she, her, her like recent music that she's been putting out. I love it and had those on repeat all of 2020. They were on my Spotify uh, wrapped year end. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go with that one, but there's so many incredible artists releasing stuff lately that it's always hard to choose. Right. I feel like I can't just choose one genre of music to call my favorite anymore. Everything just keeps getting better and better. I'm like, I need to pick one. But then I realize I don't because diversity is the best. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. And that's what I love that country music's been embracing lately and is that we've got so many different artists that kind of have some rap in there, some hip hop, some pop, some rock. Like, I love that country's really embracing other genres into its core elements. Well, that's really great. That's super cool. Now we're going to play your song here, Cry. And this song, it just took off like crazy. So much so you brought out a one-year edition live acoustic recording of it. Now your song, Cry, reached over 700,000 spins. And well, that was in 2020. So probably definitely a lot more by now on Spotify. And its music video reached over 30,000 views in only a few weeks and received massive fan engagement. And what I love about this song is it explores vulnerability and accepting it as a strength rather than as a weakness. And it sends out the message that it's okay to be not okay sometimes. So it is a beautiful song. And yeah, your live acoustic recording of Cry came out January 29th. What does this song mean for you? So this song was given to me by some talented writers initially. So I, I can't take credit for the writing of it, but I definitely connected with it on an emotional level because I just really loved the messaging behind it. And it was in alignment with who I am as an artist and who I am as a person and what I've been through and my struggles when it comes to mental health. And I'm a very big advocate for mental health. I'm very much outspoken about that on all my socials and upfront about it with my fans. And I think that's why People have connected with the song so much and it's been well received. Everyone struggles and everyone goes through times where they feel like they need to have it together. And I think social media has so much to do with that in that it puts pressure on people to only show the perfect little aspects of their life. And, you know, there's always corners of our lives that are not perfect and nobody ever wants to show that. And my whole brand is essentially like, no, let's put that in your face and talk about it because I do think that that's something that more people should talk about 
out because it is okay to not be okay. Sometimes whether you're in a severe depression or you're just having a bad day, you don't have to just hold it in and keep it together and not break down or let yourself feel those emotions. I think it's actually healthy to feel those emotions and go through that. And the reason why on top of it, obviously being doing really well online and people loving the song, I wanted to re-release something special with it because of what we're all going through with, you know, all the lockdowns and things like that. Everybody's really struggling and not just financially, but their mental health is struggling and, and mental health has just gone, gotten to be a huge issue for more people throughout all of this in 2020. And I just think that it was something that people needed to hear and be reminded of. So I wanted to kind of do a little re-promotion of the song with this special edition release. And, you know, we had already recorded last year when we did the music video for it, this little kind of live acoustic performance. So it's a really raw acoustic off the floor cut. So that's one take of me just singing it, you know, like you would in a live show. It sounded great. And I was like, you know, why don't we just put this out there and like let people enjoy it again? That's amazing. Well, here is this beautiful song. This is Cry by our guest, Bree Taylor. I can see you're trying to be strong for me. Because you think that's how you're supposed to be. Baby, you can't hide what you feel for me. Cause your eyes don't lie, they say everything. You wanna hurt another day, push the pain away, you're so strong. But by now you wanna know, you can let it go, it's alright. If you wanna
There is Brie Taylor's Cry on One to Watch Wednesday. Now, everyone's going to want to know where can they find you on all the streaming services and on social media? So everything's pretty much under Brie Taylor. Uh, my website's BrieTaylor.com. I'm Brie Taylor Official on Instagram, which is where I'm most active. And you can find links to all my other spots and things like that on the website or my Instagram page. That's the best places to reach me, though. Big thank you going out to Bree Taylor for joining us this week on One to Watch Wednesday presented by Studio B. And for the top five songs you need to listen to this week, make sure you follow Studio B on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All the details are there for you. My name is Sarah Scott. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 